This is Writing Excuses, Season 3, Episode 6, Dramatic Breaks. 15 minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. Today, we are going to talk about Dramatic Breaks. Howard, tell us about Dramatic Breaks. Um, Come on, Howard. <laughs> tell us about Dramatic Breaks. This is one of those times where the, the words that you are using don't really connect to a concept that I think I understand. See, that's funny because you do it all the time. In fact, you do it every day. Um, what I'm talking about with dramatic breaks is learning how to break your story into scenes and little pieces in oh, such yeah. a way that, yeah, little, little frames, pieces, per se. or frames, um, <laughs> particularly this, this is relating to our old adage of in, late, out, early, specifically the out early. But we're going to talk about ending scenes. What do you look for, for from, an, from ending a scene? How do you do it? Um, what, how do you do it well? So let's With actually With that go, in mind, yeah. now tell us, yeah, Howard. Tell us. Um, what's a, well, I just told okay. you what a dramatic no, no, you break told is. Me, you told me what it is. Yeah. Um, what are you looking for from the last panel of one of your comic strips? Uh, I'm, I'm looking for two things. I'm looking for a punchline, and I'm looking for a point at which either the story here stopped mm -hmm. being interesting so I can transition someplace else, okay. or uh, the continuity is going to be completely seamless when I pick it up with the next strip. Okay. Um, and that's, I try and frame it in seven-day sequences, but mm -hmm. often I'll break, you know, midweek because I realize this point right here is where it stopped being interesting for 20 minutes for these characters, and I need to, you know, jump across... Okay. Jump across the building, jump so across the galaxy. You stop right before it stops getting interesting? Stops being interesting? Yeah. Okay. That's an easy way to put it, I suppose. Um, Dan, what are you looking for from the end of a scene? Uh, well, the easy answer to that question is uh, something that will make the reader want to go on to the next scene. Okay. The easy response to that easy answer <laughs> to make you struggle is how do you do that? How do you do that? Yes. Well, in my genre, uh, horror and thriller that is often with a cliffhanger or some other kind of tense um, lack of resolution. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot then um, and ask you a couple things. Number one, how do you keep it from getting old? Um, when I read thrillers that I think are poorly written, it gets old very quickly for me. I keep thinking, oh yeah, another cliffhanger, another, I mean, bam, bam, bam. I get tired of it. How do you keep it fresh? Um, what I did in the serial, serial Killer series is uh, I would try to pick two or three emotions that I wanted the reader to have. You know, one of them okay. being anxiety. Uh, one of them actually that I used was, oh, that's sad. You mm -hmm. know, things like that, and then vary them. So at the end of this chapter, oh no, I'm very anxious. I want to get to the next thing. And the other one is, oh no, that's a horrible way. Or, you know, fear is another good one. I'm very scared. And so picking those different things and just aiming for the different, there's not a lot of difference between fear and anxiety, okay. but it is there and it's enough of a difference that it doesn't get old it doesn't fall into a rut. okay when um when people do this poorly i think new writers do it poorly i think sometimes they overdo it um i think that they um they feel like they want to have a cliffhanger so badly that they always end on the exact same emotional state mm -hmm. or exact same um level of tension um, not letting their book go through natural progressions which if you're always at a 10 the 10 becomes a 5 Right? Yeah. It becomes mm -hmm. the average. You become very desensitized. Um, and I actually think tension. you do a very good job of this. Um, and I guess it's because you vary the emotions. And the other new writer mistake, and I see it from old writers as well, is to substitute and then something happened 
for cliffhanger, okay. where you're okay. moving along, and all of a sudden, at the end of the chapter, um, you know, something happens. You so know, you're the, actually giving them a bit of the next scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a bit of the next scene, and then the next chapter begins, and everybody is reacting to what happened, and it's not a dramatic pause. Okay. Or a dramatic you know, break. I, it's that works sometimes. It that works sometimes. sometimes. It works work. sometimes. Right. But I would I would save it for you know late Act Two, early uh -huh. Act Three. Mm -hmm. uh, the the prob the big problem with that is that the dramatic arc of your chapters will not work. Exactly. Okay. No chapter yeah. has a good arc when right. you do that, and that right. makes it unsatisfying. In fact, what one of the things I my response to my own question would be, and I write in a different genre. Um, readers keep this, or listeners keep this in mind, but I am looking for the, the last page of a scene to be satisfying, usually. Rather yeah. than, um, I don't cliffhanger as much as Dan does. Um, works very well in his genre, but for me, uh, I, I have big chapters. I'm writing epic fantasy. I'm wanting to leave you with a sense of satisfaction that you're learning to know these characters and learning to understand the world and the situation so mm -hmm. that you have a sense of enjoyment. Um, occasionally, I will cliffhanger. Occasionally, so, yeah. So Dan is Dan's uh, philosophy is leave them wanting more, yeah. and your philosophy is it is now okay to go get a sandwich. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping they're not going to go get too many sandwiches. Right. But um, but yeah, I do want to give the sense of wow, I am really enjoying this. And actually, that's the sense I got. Um, someone who does this very well, what um, this more epic sense is is J.K. Rowling. When I was reading the Harry Potter books, very rarely would I, you know, a chapter in hers, her books have a big arc, mm -hmm. and usually between chapters you've got a, a, a big time jump. And so you're mm -hmm. not jumping immediately to bam, bam, bam. You get to the end of a chapter and you just say, wow, I'm loving this. Well, mm -hmm. I want to keep reading. The goal is always to keep people reading, but there are different... Well, and then you turn the yeah. page in a rolling book right. and it is... You know, it, it is now November. Right. It is now Christmas time. Right. This is the Christmas chapter. Yeah. Yep. Now, the, one of the things you gain from these two different styles is a very different sense of time. Yeah. You, know, you talked about how you want your books to be epic. Ending things on a cliffhanger compresses time right. a lot. It and does. it makes the book seem to go very quickly. Like, it all takes place in one day. This is and what happens you, with a lot of thrillers. Dan yeah. Brown books are, you know, mm -hmm. one day. Um, yeah, you know, the chapter will end and we have to get outside. Now we have to get to the town, whatever. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I never finished uh, Dean Koontz intensity mm -hmm. that you know when he wrote that book he wrote it with the intent of compressing time and dragging you through the whole book in yeah. one sitting yeah it was just too much well, for me so if, i put if, it down if you tried to end if you tried to do an epic fantasy where every chapter ended with tension mm -hmm. it would not feel epic well and it would also it would get very old if you're talking mm -hmm. about stretching this across 300,000 words it's a very different prospect from doing oh. it across 90,000 words yeah. Um, a 90,000-word book, you can realistically do in one sitting. Oh, who's... That's mine. Wait a minute, wait a minute! The bat phone! <laughs> okay, dramatic break. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. XDM Extreme Dungeon Mastery presents Just One XDM Minute. Episode 3.141, A Cry for Help. Hello, my name is Melvin Spilkless from San Diego, California. Can I say that? I'm a 98-pound weak dungeon master. Players kick sand in my face and give themselves experience points for doing it. I bring my girlfriend to our game and the other players kill her character just to humiliate me. I am desperate. Oh, where can I turn for help? Now you too can put life back into your dead role-playing games with the new book, XDM Extreme Dungeon Mastery, exclusively available at ExtremeDungeonMastery.com. That's XDM Extreme Dungeon Mastery. Because God doesn't play dice with the universe, we do. Meanwhile, in the Sanderson household. Very nice, Howard. <laughs> very dramatic. Very dramatic. That's actually where we left off. Oh, yeah. So uh-huh. there's straight continuity. Straight, okay. okay. Um, but some... we're in the future now. <laughs> yeah. We're Relative to where we were. Where are our flying cars? Um, one Mine's thing, parked outside. <laughs> one thing I've got, um, I noticed that there's a, a, a sense of a problem with the new writers. Um, when they're working on their books and they're looking at breaks, one of the things, they've been raised on TV. Television and movies do their breaks in a very different manner um, than books do. And it's similar to the thriller method, but even more exaggerated in a lot of ways. And I see authors trying to do this and trying, it's again, trying to do something that works very well on television that doesn't work well in books. Well, it works well on television in part because we've been programmed to accept it. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law was yeah. watching television, uh, I guess it was just last night, and a commercial came on and he said, yeah, during the commercials I flip around and look and see what else is on. Jerry, what else is on is commercials mm-hmm. because everybody breaks after, you know, 12.5 minutes or whatever the, the, the time is. Um, and that's because of the format they're working mm-hmm. within. They're, they're supported by right. advertising. Now, Howard, um, you're working in a different format from either of us. Indeed. Um, how are you deciding when to time your breaks other than just let's not, let's not have to talk about the boring stuff? How do you lead up to a scene change after a couple of strips? Um, boy, it's... It's tricky because I, you know, I have to outline what I want to have happen mm-hmm. for this, uh, you know, this chapter or this right. segment or this arc, and I have to know what I want to have happen mm-hmm. next. Um, right now, I am writing uh, the strips for August, and I've got combat happening in one place and pursuit happening in another okay. place. And the switch between the two, I take the combat scene and you know, ramp the peril up. Oh no, the good guys don't have a weapon and, uh, and, the, and they're badly outnumbered. And now we're going to cut to the pursuit scene. Mm-hmm. And we cut to the pursuit scene and the pursuit scene runs for two strips and pursuit ends because uh, I can't track people who are now in an air car okay. unless maybe I fly. Mm-hmm. And so we have, a, you know, a fun moment right. of flight and then we cut back to the fight scene 
and we are resolving the problem with the lost weapon, right. we skipped some of the action that I didn't want to draw because I'm lazy and I hate elephants. But <laughs> so, um, something else you're doing though is you're you're trying for breaks that will highlight the um, the humor a lot yes, of times. Yes, yes, and that's that's very different. That's from what we're doing. that's very different. But it it's it is and it isn't. You said. You want to deliver a chapter where at the end of the chapter people are satisfied. Right. I need to deliver daily updates where people don't come back because they had to see what happens next mm -hmm. because those people will stop coming to the site and will read you know, two weeks at a time or a month right. at a time. Um, and, and I'm at risk of losing those readers. I want people to come back every day because, oh. darn it, this installment is satisfying. Right. And so I try to put things in these installments where the wordplay or the pictures or something are you know so clever or so artistic so iconic that people will read it two or three times and just be happy they showed up that day okay those strips you know, are you, few and you far know, between but yeah. i I, th I think that's so important especially for web comics and any web comic listeners out there please make sure that each installment is satisfying i mean right that, the number one reason that i have stopped reading many of the comics i've stopped reading is because I can't get enough of the story in, you know, the installments. Yeah, a long they, form, they dole long it out. form web comics suffer, I believe, in part, be, well, in large measure, because the updates they provide are: this is what I was able to get done this week, mm -hmm. or in this, in exactly. the last three days, instead of this is a self, a self-contained, yeah. satisfying installment. Whether it's four panels, which is what I'm usually offering or a full page like Phil Folio is offering with Girl Genius, or maybe, you know, in, in a conventional comic book comic like Spider-Man or Wolverine, it might be three or four pages before it's really satisfying. And that's difficult to do in traditional long-form comics. Mm -hmm. um, something I'm seeing here is something we've talked about before, which is the sense of progress. Um, if what you want to do is you need, you need to go into a scene wanting to accomplish things, or either subconsciously or consciously, you are accomplishing progression in character or plot in some way. Um, and when the reader gets done with that scene, they say, I am further along than I was before. And if you aren't giving them that in a scene, and it doesn't really matter how long a scene is, I've noticed. If you do that across a very long chapter, sure, your demands on how much satisfaction you're giving maybe maybe more. But in the long run, if someone gets done with your chapter, they hit a break point and they say, wow, I felt like I, I feel like I know the characters better or I felt like something has happened. You mm -hmm. are successful. Um, yeah. Just simply spending time enjoying the characters or enjoying the writing only can take you so far, I think. Yeah. Um, I have problems with some humor writers, as I've mentioned before, because the experience is enjoyable, but the satisfaction isn't there. I get yeah. done with a scene and I've laughed and yet... I don't feel like I've gotten anywhere. You know, I, I have noticed that when I have uh, sent out some of my books for people to read in some of their early versions, someone will say, oh, yes, I love it. I love it so far. It's great. It's hilarious. And I say, oh, are you done? Oh, no, I haven't picked it up in about a week. Yeah. And I think, well, that's a sign that they're not getting that <laughs> sense right. of progress. It's, it's right. enjoyable while they're there, but there's nothing pulling them back right. for the next yeah. chapter. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up. Um, for me, the, and the, st the way I handle it is also I always look at when I'm writing the end of a scene, I'm looking to bring the character out of the scene. I want to give this sort of subconscious cue to the reader that, it, that the scene is done. 
Um, and so you'll usually find a short denouement in each of my chapters, which is something that I'm doing that I don't think a lot of thriller or horror writers are going to be doing. Um, but what you'll get this arc, you'll get conflict, you'll get you know some sort of working within that conflict, you'll get introduction introduction of other problems and mysteries. But as the scene ends, it'll slow down, and the character. I won't have the boring parts where they're going and getting to bed usually, but I will say, and they walked out the door intent on, you know, going and accomplishing yeah. this next task. And they stepped into the noisy street. Yeah, and they stepped yeah. into the noisy street, and it's a cue that we're done. Yeah. Um, one, one of my favorite authors is Bernard Cornwell. He writes uh, historical fiction, historical adventure fiction. And uh, one thing I've noticed with him is that most of his chapters will end with... I don't know whether to call it a conclusion or a, or, or a thesis statement, but it's, it's usually just a one-sentence thing where he either sums up what just happened or he says, and that's how I became this, or, you know, and then we started off Is, is he writing first-person limited? Um, What's he... No, it's usually third-person, but... Um, you know, that works very well, particularly if does. you begin a scene yeah. with a concept and end a scene mm -hmm. with the same yeah. concept. It's the, it's the old thing your English teachers taught you, used in fiction form. You'll notice some of the most satisfying chapters I've ever written or read do that. This raises a, I think it's a, a prosaic trick. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if that's the right word. It's a trick used in prose where at the end of the chapter, the last sentence or the last paragraph will have some sort of uh, unusual, uncommon right. word in it, and then the next chapter, in a completely different setting, completely different characters, right. uses that Begins same word. That same no, doesn't begin yeah. doesn't begin with that same word, but it appears it in that sentence. Yeah. yeah, it has it in there, and so the transition between you know the setting in the desert and the setting in the swamp uh, is is smoother because there's mm -hmm. this, there's this continuity that was purely established with word play. Word play. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more to talk about on this topic. We probably should do a podcast sometime later about bringing satisfaction to the reader. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. But we are out of time today. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask Dan to give us our writing prompt. Dan? Write a story in which Howard hates elephants and dramatically breaks one. <laughs> okay, this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre. They also run the annual Locus Awards, a top-tier award that recognizes new, diverse, and excellent voices in speculative fiction. They tell the storyteller's stories through author interviews, book reviews, curated reading lists, international industry news, obituaries, and more. Locus has meant a lot to me, both personally and professionally. In my career, I've been interviewed by them, and I've also turned to them as a source of understanding who is involved in the industry. Locus is holding their annual fundraising drive to keep their doors open, lights on, and future bright. I'll be contributing to their crowdfunding campaign by donating a cutscene, some original art, and a couple of other things like... Do you want to do a one-on-one -on -one chat with me? So join me in supporting Locus.